Hey, I tell you what, it's pretty, pretty sad to see that Chadwick Boseman had gone to be with the Lord this year, and I'm sure, you know, heaven's a brighter place with him there, but what a tragic loss. But his last speech, one of his last speeches, reminds us that we all have a special purpose. And if I said to you, how special do you feel? Some of you would react about that. I just wonder how special you feel. Uh, some of you may react, you're a bit jaded about this whole idea of being special. You know, we're doing a ser- series called The Spiritual House. And the theme scripture that we're reading is First Peter 2 verse 5 that says, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. I want to talk to you today about what a holy priesthood really means, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But I was just wondering in this pandemic how we've all been feeling that we're part of a herd. We're, we're part of a big a, a nation where a virus is running through us and, and we don't feel that special. We feel that we're a group that's got to be careful about each other and, and therefore we're becoming a little bit isolated rather than understanding how unique and how wonderful and how special God calls us all to be. There's a lady one time, and she was, her husband had a cough, and uh, this was before the pandemic, and she went down to the pharmacy to get him some medicine, and she locked her car uh, and left the keys inside, and thought, ah, how am I going to get into the the car, and she... um, She saw a rusty coat hanger on the floor and thought, oh, maybe I can use that. She's fiddling about with it, getting nowhere with it. And then this guy comes by in a motorbike. He's got a skull and crossbones mask and bandana on and, and pulls alongside her and says, oh, can I help you? And she's a bit put off by it, but says, I'm trying to get into this car with this coat hanger. It's not going so well. And, and uh, he says, oh, I, I, let me help you. And so uh, two minutes, and she's opened the, he's opened the car. She's in the car. And so she just gives him a big hug and says, thank you, God, for sending me such a nice person. And the man takes a step back and, and says, oh, I'm not a nice person. I just come out of prison and, um, uh, you know, nobody thinks that I'm, I'm really nice. So she hugs him again and says, thank you, God, for sending me a specialist, someone who can really do the job. You see, what I want to say to you is that wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you are today, God wants you to know that he has marked you out and chosen you for a special calling in your life. Some of us are just plain jaded with the idea of this idea of being special because our lives haven't worked out that way. But this series on the spiritual house 
is what I'm trying to do is to remind you as church of how unique you are, how, how much God has invested in you, that number one, you're living stones, that you're connected and alive to Christ. Number two, that you're the spiritual house, that Christ and God by his spirit himself dwells in you. And number three, today I'm going to talk about you're a priesthood. And being in a priesthood means that you are called to a particular purpose. Just like Chasrit Bozeman was saying, you have a purpose in this world, a priestly purpose. And next week, I'm going to talk to you about uh, spiritual sacrifices that you've got particular actions to do in this world. You see, the idea of a priesthood is that you were a select group, that you were chosen amongst the chosen nation. Israel was a chosen nation, and there were a set of people chosen amongst that even to be priests. And the idea of the New Testament is, what Peter is trying to get across is, is that if you've accepted Christ, you're the chosen of the chosen. You've been honed down to become this priesthood to the world. We are God's church, have now taken the primary function of the priesthood of Israel out to the world. Rive read to us earlier, 1 Peter 2 verse 9, that says, but you are a chosen people. You see, I'm trying to get across to you today that you're chosen, that you're special, that you've got purpose, that there's something for you to do. And that you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. All these terms are terms of being chosen. Terms of being special. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him called, uh, uh, who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The function of a priest is to take hold of God on one hand and to take hold of people on the other hand and to bring them together. It's to connect people to holy things and to connect people to God. This is what we do. We are people who connect people to God. Now, people uh, ultimately get to God through Jesus Christ. But through your testimony, through your witness, through your kindness, you're a God connector. You remove barriers uh, between people and God. The way that you act, the way that you are, the way that you come across as a Christian, you allow people to see that God is worth following. You help people to connect. Now, I want to speak a lot more about our priestly duties uh, next week, but let's focus this week on your chosenness. Priesthood implies that you're this set-apart people with a specific purpose to do. That, but, you know, that, that you are these people who, who are chosen out from everybody else to be able to do something really special. Now, what qualifies you to be chosen? Now, Leon read one of those scriptures earlier. It's in the book of Leviticus. Now, if if you know anything about the Bible, that most people collapse after a few chapters after Leviticus because it's kind of a laborious thing. But in chapter 8, there are four characteristics of a priest. The priest has to be anointed. The priest has to be clothed. The priest has to be consecrated or set apart, and the priest has to be obedient. Everybody say it with me, wherever you are, clothed, excuse me, anointed, clothed, 
Consecrated obedient. That's the thing that sets out what a priest is. Anointed, clothed, consecrated, and obedient. It's these four things that make you the priest that you can be. And you are God's priests in this world. Now, when I say the word priest, it's an old-fashioned word. It, it sounds, it looks like people are detached. It, it kind of feels like people are, are floating around with a cassock on or something like that. It doesn't mean that in the Bible. It means someone who has a special purpose in God. And I'm trying to communicate to you that that's you. Wherever you are all over our city, wherever you're watching from, you still have special purpose to be a God connector. Number one, you are anointed. A priest is anointed and anointed reminds us that our power is not from ourselves, that we have a power outside of us that comes in us, that fills us and strengthens us so that we can do the things of God. But this word anointing sometimes is, is used in strange ways, but actually what, what it meant was is that people were anointed and it meant they were given special power for that task. Hey, have a think about what you've got coming up this week. What it is that you're facing. Why don't you ask God and say, God, can you particularly empower me for that? Give me the strength and wisdom for that conversation that I've got to have. For the things that I've got to do at work. Anoint me. Give me power. Now, we receive the, the power of the Holy Spirit in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But there are special... Uh, dispensations of power to do particular tasks as well. And that's God's anointing. It's a bit like in the New Testament, Paul said that, that he had a thorn in his flesh and God says, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, I'm going to give you targeted strength in order for you to overcome that particular situation you're in. The first of all, we are anointed, and that means that we have targeted power in order to do the things that God has called us to do. So whatever's on your agenda this week, after this service, look at your calendar and say, God, would you give me power for that? I know I've got your power. Now target the power straight so I can do that work. Number two, a priest is clothed, and that's our essential character and identity comes around and from Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 27 says this, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed or clothe yourselves with Christ. Our essential character and identity, our clothing of who we are comes from Christ. You know you can tell a lot uh, or you can tell some things by how a person dresses, how relaxed they feel, or you can tell what they're going to by what they're clothed. Uh, you know, it's kind of strange that we're all uh, kind of smart from the waist up now because we're all working at home. But you know, Christ wants to clothe us completely so that all of our character is completely, completely covered by him. You know, one of the ideas of clothing is, is that this idea of covering, that you can do 
what God has called you to do, even though some of you might feel inadequate. He clothes you and covers that which you think is exposed. You see, as a priest, by his grace, he covers you. When a priest was serving in the Old Testament, they had special garments. Your garment now is Christ. Kathy, on Monday night, talked to our women about the garment maker, Christ, as he covers us. I wonder today whether you could just simply breathe a prayer to God and say, God, cover me. Make up for those inadequacies that probably other people don't see, but I know that they're there. The third thing about a priest was that they were consecrated. And really, yeah, a lot of people say a lot of things about consecration as if it's a physical thing, moving yourself to a special place. But actually, consecration is a mentality that you think about things in a different way, that you come at life in a different way. Jesus said, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. Well, consecration doesn't mean that we go and, and take ourselves off to a, to a monastery or an abbey and we, we stay there away not to be polluted by the world. But actually, consecration means that we think in a different way that the world thinks. Famous scripture, all of you can quote it with me, Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that scripture means don't be pushed into the mold in the way the world thinks. Don't think how they think. Come at life, come at this pandemic, come at this uh, next few season with godly thoughts of still connecting, still knowing that you're special, still knowing that you're unique, still knowing that the church is triumphant, still thinking and knowing that you have still a calling to do. If your calling was very church building based, you still have a calling in God and you can live that out. So start consecrating your mind to think differently. Hey, here's a, a quick little uh, advertisement for October. Next week I'm going to talk uh, about the spiritual house, how we have priestly duties and what those spiritual sacrifices are. And then Leon and Luca are going to talk to us about uh, in our harvest service first uh, Sunday in October. But then we're going to go into a series about the mind and mindfulness and being whole and different in our minds. And I want to say to you that as a priest, what the, the strong consecration is this separation in our minds that we don't allow the Facebook world of the world to make our minds molded into pessimism and negativity as if the church is failing. We are not failing. The church is still growing all over the world. Amen, church. Come on, somebody. The last thing about a priest was is that they were obedient. That actually the Bible says that the priest did everything that Aaron and Moses commanded them to do. That they handled things carefully in an obedient way. That they were careful about the commandments of God. That they were the sort of people that, that they, want, they didn't go beyond what they were being asked to do. There's a really hard story in Leviticus 10 of Aaron's sons about uh, Nedab and Ehu who, who uh, they, they offered strange or unauthorized fire to God. 
And they, they, you see, they were the sort of people, they said, well, we are called by purpose. We can, we can serve God. And yet they were offering a fire that God had not asked them to do. You see, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do it. Just because you can say something doesn't mean you should say it. You see, obedience is a habit. It, you start off with a discipline, and as it becomes, as you do it over and over, it becomes a delight. Although I want to say to you at the moment, my running isn't that much of a delight. It's just a discipline. I need to uh, get myself going again. But obedience is one of those things which marks us out. Obedience sets us free. Four things that make you into the priest that you can really be. You have to be anointed. You have to ask God and say, God, give me, give me targeted power for that task. Whatever you're facing this week, ask God for the power to do it. And rely on his power. And then thank God for his clothing, the clothing of Christ that covers our inadequacies and fills us with his character. And we have to be consecrated, that we actually think differently. We don't just run along with the stream of the world, but we are obedient and we are careful. You know, the, this whole idea of priesthood means that we, uh, it means that we handle things carefully. In the temple, the priests washed things and handled the utensils and things carefully. The idea was is that they handled holy things. You know the most holy thing in the world is other people. God loves other people. And, and I, I believe we, you know, there are, there are those fussy people that they've got a, a sign on, their, on them almost saying, you know, handle with care. But actually, as a person, as a priest, I want to handle people with care. I want to say and be careful on what I do on behalf of others. And as God's priest, we need to live carefully. Now, I don't want you to get the impression at all that we need to be afraid to live or scared to live or scared to step out of line or, you know, that we, we live in fear, that we can't really express ourselves. But priestly living is this thoughtful way of living where we're careful about what we're hearing and we're careful of how we're connecting to others so that we can connect them to God. You see, God wants you to see, and this is really my message today. I want to say to everybody here, all the cameramen, everybody in the room, and everybody at home, God wants you to see that you are unique, you have a special belonging to him, and a definite purpose in this world. I don't know how old you are. If you're 80, I want to say to you, you hold a definite purpose in this world yet. If you're 20, you might not know all your purpose in the world. If you're a student just coming to Bur Birmingham, but you have a definite purpose in this world. If you're in your 30s and you're run, being run ragged by those children and you don't feel like you've got a moment to yourself, listen, hear me right now. You have a definite purpose in this world that's ordained by God for you to do, and that's what being a priest is all about. And he will unfold that bit by bit. Listen to this in Exodus 19, verses 5 and 6. This is what he said to Israel, and this is what he says to his church. This is what he's saying to you. 
Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. Hey, I'm going to ask the worship team to come. And just if you're at home, just close your eyes just for a moment. And just say to yourself, treasured possession. You will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, says the Lord, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And these are the words you're to speak to the Israelites. You know, when I read that phrase, these are the words you're to speak, I felt like God pressed that in my spirit today to say to you, you are a holy nation and a kingdom of priests. And you must understand that you have special purpose in God. And he's going to unfold that to you bit by bit. It's like pizza slice. It's one slice at a time. Nobody eats a whole pizza all at once. One slice at a time, he's going to unfold to you that purpose. And it starts this week. Have a mental shift in your mind today to see yourself this way. You know, Jose Mourinho is the manager of Tottenham Hotspur. When he announced himself, when he first came to this country, he said, I'm the special one. Well, I've got news for you, Jose. God's church are the special ones. That's not bigging us up in an arrogant way. That's a mental shift where you have to say to yourself, you know what, God? I am your priest I have special purpose in this world. And I know that many of us have been told this for many generations, and we've all become a little bit tired of it, but let me rekindle this majestic message again in your spirit that no matter how life has treated you, you yet have purpose and specialness in God because you are his priest, his royal priesthood, his holy nation, his treasured possession. Out of all the earth, he calls you to himself to serve him and connect others to God. So today I want you to act in a priestly way. Why don't you today... This week, why don't you take three people to God in prayer and tell those three people that you're doing it? You know, practically, how you can be a priest right now is you can pray for other people, but why don't you call those people up and you say to them, I'm praying for you, I'm taking you to God in my prayer life. And they'll feel something. Why don't you stand in the gap for someone? Why don't you do something for them that they can't do for themselves? If you know something, that you have something, that you could say, let me be your priest. I'm going to take this issue to God for you. Come on, let's be a priesthood. Every day, every single day this week, when you wake up this every morning and, and you've made your coffee or whatever you have in the mornings, you wake up and you say, today, Lord, fill me with your purpose. Every single day, this week, pray that prayer. Fill me with your purpose. In fact, right now, if you're at home, please just put your hands out in front of you. If you're a student with us, if you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, and even those of you in your 90s, God bless you for being online. 
hold your hands out right now and say, God, fill me with the special purpose that you have. And as you go to work this week, as you're on Zoom this week or as you're online this week, let God fill everything that you do because you're his treasured possession. Let's sing together and let's worship him. Thank you, Father.